You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 013. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby cakes. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little overcast today. It's actually kind of chilly today. was not chilly yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It... I was so sticky and nasty and gross and i hope everybody is just riveted (laughs) out there by now yeah well you weren't in a tuxedo i know i know it's true so um before we tell you like why we were so sticky and dressed up in a tuxedo uh just so you know if you're new to the show we always spend a little bit of time just kind of shooting the shit before we jump into our topic so today we do have a really awesome love topic all about commitment and so we'll get into that in a second but uh we gotta tell you about this wedding we had it was a fun time okay so limit let's just a little bit of context 14 years ago when we got married Ken had two best men, one of them who was Ulysses. And Yuli, we worked with him at the Mexican restaurant that we met at. And so they were friends before you and I even got together. Yeah, about so two or three like, years before him. Yeah. And Yuli had, had, was pretty recently here from Mexico, right? Yeah. Like he hadn't been here too long. And yeah. so he was telling us last night that he didn't even know – because he did the best man speech at our wedding and he didn't know until that day that he had to do it and, you know, trying to say his heartfelt sentiments in kind of broken English and all of these things. Yeah, it was really cool. um, He did a good job, though. He did a really good job for not knowing the language well. And he was so sweet and so kind. So flash forward to 2013, he's getting married finally. And Mr. Smith is his best man. And so we, we got to go to our old stomping grounds. That's in right, the IE. IE, San Bernardino County. And we had a Mexican-style fiesta oh, yesterday. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. These, and yeah. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> it, it was, an, I, think, I think you might be still paying for it today. I was I am. So I was I mean, you could probably hear it in my voice. But I have never okay, there is so much shit that we did yesterday that I was like, dude, why don't white people do this kind of stuff? Our <laughs> white people traditions are lame sometimes. No, the chicken dance. And like a money just like uh, a sentimental shit. Like I like I really like the tradition stuff that it's really fun. So we all of a sudden, Yuli's calling us out like widows, 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 come over here, you know. Which means white person. That people know that, I'm sure. You never know. Oh, you're right. You're right. I guess most Cali people know that, but yeah, you're right. Uh, so, so he he's calling us over, and we're like, "What are you getting us into?" We're all on the dance floor, and then they bring out. Uh, okay, so our entire like Mexican population is going to be laughing their ass off, uh, ass off at us right now, right? <laughs> They're like. <laughs> Like in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they don't even so uncultured. So they bring over this gigantic uh, bowl 
with ropes tied to the side. No, it, like was a, it was hand. like a clay pot. Like a clay pot, yeah. yeah. And it has this beverage in it, and it's heavy as all hell. And it's got two handles on either side, and they've got like three of them. And then they put a bottle in the middle, and we all are supposed to do this little like shuffle dance. And I'm just going like, I don't know if we're doing this right. Yeah, the, it's this alcohol uh, that is 100% proof. And they uh, put it on the stove and boil it. And then when it gets to uh, boiling, they actually light it on fire. And it burns all the alcohol taste off. Yeah. So that you don't taste it. But then they mix it with all these fruits. Oranges, mangoes, you name it. There's all these fruits in there. So it just tastes like fruit juice. So it'll whoop your butt. But it will annihilate you. Like it's basically designed to fuck you up. So they've got that stuff in like these three things. But there's a whole ritual of it. Like where you dance around with it. And (laughs) then you keep passing it off to people. And like different people carry it. And you're all dancing around. And then then sporadically here and there people go in. And there's a bottle of it in the center of the circle. And people go in there and do like dance around it. it, And it's kind of like it looks like look how agile I am. I'm so drunk and I'm not. (laughs) even knocking the bottle over like that's what it really looks like so uh so i yuli's like go 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 you know so i go into the center and i'm like i don't know and it was we had just started so i didn't know if it was like you're supposed to do it a certain way so i was like oh fuck it so i just start doing like the running man and kid in play and like 80s style dance and they're like you know and we just start laughing and we had the best time, but man, those people wanted to get me shit-faced. Yeah. I have never seen a people drink like that, not even the Irish folks. Right. I made a joke about, you know, getting to know the, the two people here at the wedding that we're really going to get intimate with and pointed to the bar staff, but I didn't realize <laughs> that that was actually going to be the truth. Yeah. I don't think anybody really even batted in that. I don't think they realized that was a joke because they were like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's that, right. Those are yeah. the most important people here today. like the two people that were here for the bar staff. The bar staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was the other one? Oh, the one where you stand on a chair. Oh yeah. The bride, no, the bride and groom both stand on a chair and all of the men hold the guy in place. And all the women hold the girl, right? And then there's a second grouping. Second grouping of girls that would dance around like a figure eight around the two. And they're holding, they're holding, um, the bride and groom are holding a velvet rope. And the second group of girls tries to knock the groom off of the chair while the other guys hold him there. But it got rough. Like they were really pushing him around. Right. And so, and so a couple of the family members were like, Amy, go get your husband. Like, go get your husband. Don't let him do that. Because well, I, he's still hearing from his, healing from his broken arm that yeah. we've been talking about, you know, in our couple of our pods. Um, and so I'm like, that is the last thing I need is. <laughs> that is <laughs> the last. That's good. the last thing I need. I know. I know you were being, you know, pretty, I was trying. There was a moment there where I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Then this is when I really stepped out is when uh, they said, all right, all the ladies step aside. Now the guys get to do it. And the guys, I was like, ah, you know, I'll be able to do this. I get out there, and man, they started pushing around. They really started. Like, <laughs> it, it was, was like a it mosh was pit. It was violent. Yeah. yeah. And and I was like, is this like a Mexican thing? And it Mr. Smith's all, what the fuck else would it be? <laughs> he goes, of course it's a Mexican thing. Where do you think you're at? <laughs> Because I don't see any Mexicans here. <laughs> but, oh, and then this was, I was cracking up about this, too. Um, 
So they do. They we were dancing like our asses off, which was we so had, yeah. much. Well, fun. more like dancing our feet off. Yeah, we were. Well, yeah, you're right. But we do have a lot of ass between the two of us. That's though. true. That's very true. Uh, so, but they would have all these different uh, like Hispanic recording artists, and they. This is just such a trip for me because I don't. I'm I'm not very well versed in music. Period. But it would be all like different punk or ska music but in spanish or country music, oh my god country line the one, dancing the one in that, spanish the one that i noticed was uh achy breaky heart achy breaky in heart spanish. in spanish <laughs> and and just stuff that sounded like like guns and roses or all these different things that i'm like this is like white people music yeah. but in spanish and i was just tripping out but yeah. but my god did we have a fun time and yeah it was a good time and it was, it was cool to see the reciprocity of you being able to be there for him after 14 years and your friendship and how it's grown and um, how beautiful, like, because he married a woman um, who's Creole, so all of her family was there. And so it was just such a really beautiful, diverse blend of different cultures and yeah. we are able to just learn so much cool stuff. So anyway. Yeah. A little mix of carne asada and gumbo. Yeah, well, just a little bit. <laughs> I love it. Little New Orleans in there. New Orleans. New Orleans. All right, cool. So let's let's talk about our relationship topic today. What do you think? I'm down. Okay. What is it? So uh, we're going to talk about dealing with commitment phobia. Mm. And before we jump into this, there's a couple things I want to mention. One is uh, if you're new to the show, we always do two weeks of love topics and then two weeks of life topics. So, um, and just so you know, a lot of times when we talk about relationships, there'll be things that you could actually apply to other relationships besides an intimate partnership. So, so don't turn them off or think it doesn't matter because you're uh, single. Uh, and vice versa, a lot of times the, our life topics will relate to things in relationships. So, oh, um, all these things, it doesn't matter if we're talking about a uh, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. It can be a mother and a daughter. Exactly. It can yeah. be any relationship that can apply. Exactly. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I just mentioned that. So, that's, um, <clears throat> so that's just a little bit if you're new to the format. And so we're starting our first of two weeks of relationship stuff. And the second thing I wanted to mention to you guys is this actually came as a suggestion from one of our listeners. So we have an area on my site at thejoyjunkie.com. If you click on the podcast, there's a spot where you can submit show ideas. Like if there's a topic you'd really like covered, you can let us hear about it. And it comes only to me. I'm the only person who sees it. And uh, you can also um, volunteer to be a caller on the show. We're going to start introducing that fairly soon as well. So we really do listen and we care about what you want to hear about and what you want clarity on. And so we uh, we would always love to hear from you. Uh, also, too, whenever you see our posts and listen to things, if there's if you can comment and share with us your thoughts on the website, uh, we we love 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 to hear from you. So because yeah. we're usually sharing like a five step system or a question to think about or something kind of homeworky, so we'd love to hear your answers or what you're learning. So not just that, but then we know people are listening. Right. Then we're like, yeah, I, th I think we should record another I, one. I think we might have an audience. Well, it was great because I was having a little a little glitch with uh, a glitchity doodah when I was doing my site revamp. Oh, really? And it was cool to hear from people going, wait, did I, did you not do a pod this week? Mm, I and I was yeah, like, oh, yay, true. people really are listening and stuff. <laughs> but we don't know because it's just kind of out in the ether. So unless yeah. we hear from you, we're just, you know. It's just us talking in the air. It's just us chilling in Joy Junkie Studios. That's right. Smith Studios. Smith Studios. Uh, 
All right, so let's talk about dealing with commitment phobia. So this is something that um, I hear quite frequently, and it usually is in relation to one person wanting something that the other person doesn't really want. As in one person wants to like make it official, like let's be officially boyfriend and girlfriend are exclusive. Let's get married. One person really wants to get married. One person really wants to have kids. One person um, uh, really wants to move in together and the other person really doesn't know. So it's, and then the other person who's all in, like ready to go, usually tells the other person, you've got commitment issues. Right. How many times have you, you know, heard somebody say that to people? Right. Oh, they've got commitment issues. And it's like, well, maybe you're just way more into it than I am. <laughs> maybe that's the deal. So I want to dismantle that a little bit. It's one thing if you if if you're really clear that you have an issue with committing to things, period, in your life. Like you know it's something you struggle with. Or if it's a situation where somebody's telling you you have commitment issues. That's very different because that's projected onto you. That's somebody giving you a label. And as you always know, I'm always pointing you back to what is within your power. So that's what I'm obviously going to share with you today is looking at um, is this something that's going on for you, like your own insecurities, your own past shit, you know, something that you really do need, you do want to make progress on. You want to be able to follow through and commit to things. Or is it something that somebody is forcing on you and they're saying you've got these issues when maybe the relationship just isn't for you. So we're going to we're going to dig into that. So I'm going to give you five things and they really are primarily in the form of questions that you can ask yourself to to figure this out. So let's say you're in a situation where commitment is an issue, right? You either feel like you need to shit or get off the pot. We either need to get married or we need to break up or we need to move in together or whatever. Like whatever. You feel like you're at a crossroads. So the first thing I want you to check in with yourself and ask is, what is this really about? Okay, because the surface level, it's about moving in. It's about, you know, getting married. That's the surface level about it, right? But what is it really about? Is it about, I don't know if this is the one for me? Is it, um, I have a feeling that, that my life will look a very specific way if I move in with this person. Um, if we make this commitment, oh my gosh, our our chins are out of control right now. Oh my gosh, she just did about 15 chin spins. Okay, so just a little side note. We have two Japanese chin dogs. That's the type of breed. So we always call them our double chin. And they do this chin spin where they just like spin and not you guys are making mom and dad look really unprofessional yeah okay come so, on so just button down smith farms for a minute yeah calm down where okay. was i okay so what is this really really about um so a couple of places to check in it might be your own shit it might be your own insecurity it might be something about like never following through or that you get really, really excited at the beginning of things and then have a hard time, you know, uh, seeing them to fruition or continuing to nurture them or your whatever. Um, so it might be you. It might be. It might also not be. It might intuitively, you might be getting the message that this person is not the one for you. Mm. And that's why you're resistant. And you're going, oh. 
if we move in together or if we're official status or if we get married, like, yikes, that is way more serious than I wanted this to be, you know? And, yeah. and that can be a million and one reasons how you got there, whatever. But look at, is it one or the, t- it's one or the other typically, okay? I hate saying always because there's, you know. There's always, yeah. It always feels so finite. But um, typically it's either something going on with you your own past, your own methods, your own insecurities, whatever, or it's your intuition telling you this is not the one for me. So ask yourself, what is this really, really about? And then the second question to ask yourself is, what am I really afraid of? Because it's usually something that, uh, it's usually fear or something that you're scared of or uh, something that you are afraid will happen if you make this commitment. So that, that's a really big one, okay? And it really kind of is tandem to the first question of what is this really about? Because when you start looking at what am I really, really afraid of, that will start to uncover is this an insecurity issue or, you know, stuff from my past. Like I'm afraid if I make a commitment that I'll just, I'll be abandoned. Like they will eventually leave me. So that's what yeah. I mean by your own insecurity. That's, uh, that's kind of what I was wanting to bring up but kind of afraid is like uh don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared let's say for instance if um uh, there's a person who's had uh sexual abuse or yep. um yep. neglect in their life from their parents or from boyfriends or whatever girlfriends whatever yep how do they um address whether it's them or a commitment like what's the difference or if it's the it, like their intuition saying this is the wrong one for me, right? How do, how do you decipher that? Let's say you don't you um, you aren't really clear that that neglect is the cause for your lack of commitment, right? You know? that's such a great question. Well, okay, so first of all, that's what I mean when I say it might be your own shit. Mm. So there can be we're made up of a lot of our past experiences, right? And we start to create notions based off of those experiences. So if we've had a series of of neglect in relationships or abandonment, whether it's from uh, parents or whatever, we even subconsciously will start making up that that will be the case uh, with our intimate partnerships, and then you'll have fear based off of these past relationships past experiences right right so that's what i mean by your own shit and and one of the the ways you can get really clear about that is asking yourself this these questions like what am i really really afraid of and that might give you the insight of i'm afraid that i'll commit to this person and then they'll leave me Mm. just like everybody else in my life right so that's why it's important to start looking at this because then you can go Oh, I'm not really afraid and that they're the wrong person for me. Right. It yeah. actually is me. It's my past. It's it's some of these things from my childhood or relationships with my parents or a, a relationship in the past that was maybe abusive that has right. really scarred you and you haven't done the proper internal work to create something new for yourself. Or talk to a good therapist. Right. That's right. What, exactly. Yeah. And, but I think by asking yourself some of these questions, you can start to uncover, is it some stuff I haven't quite addressed from my past? Or the other option, 
which is this person just isn't right for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, and, and I'm giving that as like a broad generalization. Like I said, absolutely. there's always other reasons. Exceptions there's, to the rules. Yeah. Absolutely. But I do think those are two common places. Either your own past or this person isn't the one for me. Right. So, so yeah, again, ask yourself that question. What am I really afraid of? Mm-hmm. So if you start answering it and you start saying it's, it's being vulnerable. I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I'm afraid to be really seen. Interesting, yeah. Uh, I am um, afraid of being too close to somebody. I'm afraid of abandonment, rejection. All of the, all of that is about your stuff, mm-hmm. not really about that person. Because if you were really clear on all that, if you didn't have the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, would you have the capacity to welcome that person into your life? We don't know until you get clear. Right. That's why it's important right. to figure out what is this really truly about. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, but I'm really, really glad you brought that up because I don't think I specified or made that clear enough to the, at the beginning, like when it's your shit and when it's uh, just not the right person. Right. Yeah. No so, difference. So what it, it might be worth you really getting clear on that, like figuring out why you have fear around um abandonment or vulnerability or getting too close you know it might be worth it to see if this relation could be relationship could be amazing right that's up to you you know that's everybody's own internal choice and sometimes they're both present sometimes it is that you are genuinely fearful of something like i i i'm afraid of really being seen or being vulnerable and it's not the right person for me the combination yeah so sometimes it's a combo deal <laughs> right i'll have the combo meal please yeah yeah it's like oh, i've got a little bit of my own shit with uh, a bad choice on the side thank you <laughs> nice um which you know give yourself i love to always uh tell people they, they can use the human hall pass like we have all these awesome tools and and tips and we can start digging in and and really develop ourselves and use all our tools and our self-help stuff that we've learned. Sometimes you just need to be human. Yeah. You know, like, like we were talking about before when we, we both had kind of like a little breakdown, both of us kind of dealing with your accident and things like that. And we, oh, yeah. we kind of felt like we need a human hall pass. Mm-hmm. We need to just be a mess and break down and cry and, and maybe not be the bigger person and throw a little bit of a tantrum. So if you need a human hall pass around this, give it to yourself. Like don't vote on like, oh my God, I made poor choices or oh my gosh, uh, I have never dealt with my abandonment issues or, That's you know. That's a really good tool. I like that. Yeah. It's like just, it's like signing off on it, handing it. You get right. to be human. Because that, that kind of gets everything else out of the way and then you can actually handle the issue. It's true. Right? Well, and, and it's also okay to deal with it tomorrow. Right. As long as you don't say that every damn day. <laughs> yeah, right. But sometimes you need that. And it's like we said before um, in previous podcasts, what's the most powerful choice for me? Mm-hmm. And right now it might not be to make a decision about to commit or not to commit. It might be to um, request more time or, you know, whatever. You mean give yourself permission for exactly. more time? Yeah, okay. exactly. Or or if you're with somebody who's like, we need to either get married or not, or, you know, they're putting the pressure on you um, and saying like, we need to either move in or not, or be committed or not. You might have to say, you know, like, I, I'm just getting really clear that I might have some stuff from my past. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to wait? And if not, 
I don't, you know, then there might be some choices to be made. I don't right. know. But if you feel like that's what you need, ask for it. For God's sake, don't just get married or do something like that if you're not sure. So, you know, again, all of these questions are really designed to get to the core of you, what you're in control of. Sure. You know, that's and what coaching's about anyway. Right. And just figuring out are there things that I can get more clear about? Is can I be a better version of me in order to thrive inside my relationships? So, third thing, what have I ask yourself this? What have I made up about this commitment? So here's another example of it being your shit and not necessarily that it's the wrong person for you. Um, sometimes we make up that if I settle down, I lose my freedom. Or if, um, again, if it's from past relationships, if if I trust somebody this wholeheartedly, they will leave me. Yeah. All good things end. Everything I love in my life ends. Right. Um, but, but it you, can also be notions about relationships, like marriage equals loss of freedom. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say? I, uh, I, didn't mean I, to, I lost my train of thought. I didn't mean to cut That's you okay. off. That's okay. No, you didn't. Um, so, yeah. It, have you made something up about this? Uh, whatever it is, like whatever the commitment is, if it's a commitment to be exclusive, um. Have you made something up? And by what and what I mean by made up is that you've decided the only possible outcome when there could actually be tons of different outcomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm victim to that one. I mean, we all are. Yeah. We really, truly all are. Not just in relationship commitments, but in everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all do that for sure. So, so check in with yourself. Have you said... Yeah, okay. I think that moving in together equals blah, 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 blah. I think being exclusive means blah, blah, blah. I think marriage means fill in the blank. And is it true? That's the second place to look is, is that whatever you've made up, is it true? Or is it just something you've made up based off of society or how we grew up or the parents, your parents' relationship, their right. marriages you've seen? Well, if you've made it up, it's probably not true anyway, right? Well, and that's the that's why I said, you know, if when I mean when I say make it up, it really is when you've said there's only one way. Oh, I, oh, you made up your mind. Yeah, like gotcha. it, I've decided that marriage always is this, mm. or living together always spells out, you know. Yeah. So have you made it one definitive answer when it actually could be a ton of different ones? Hmm. So another thing that I wanted to share with you guys, this is kind of the fourth fourth place to look, is when you actually think about committing to whatever this situation is, whatever your scenario is, how does it make you feel? Okay. Now this can really shed a lot of light in a lot of different ways. Like it might give you extreme anxiety where you just like freak out and you're just like, oh my God. Um, it might be kind of tingly and you might be kind of excited but kind of scared. So I want to give you kind of a, an analogy because a lot of times when we are making a choice, whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, we will experience fear, right? Yeah. So even if you're like going for a brand new job, you've got to... Sure. 
it, you still get fearful. It doesn't yeah. mean it's the bad choice. It means it's an awesome choice, but you're still going to experience fear. Right. Fear of the unknown. And then sometimes you have fear when it's a horrible choice, like abort mission, like don't do this. So how do we know the difference type of thing? Oh, how do we? Well, I heard a really great analogy. I think it's Martha Beck, who's kind of a pioneer in coaching, I think. Um, please don't quote me on that. But she talks about the idea of jumping into a pool, okay? So you're on a diving board or a cliff or whatever, and you're either jumping you know, far, you're jumping down, and you're jumping into either like a beautiful, pristine pool. Ooh, that sounds fun. But you still got to jump. Yeah. You still have the trepidation and the fear. Or you're jumping into like mud and sludge and like alligator infested uh, grossness. All right. That doesn't sound fun. So both times you're going to be fearful. Yeah. But one is telling you like, don't come in here. And one is saying, like, you just got to jump and everything will be fine. Right. Oh, that's a great analogy. I love that. Isn't that a great? I thought yeah. that was genius. I was like, damn it. I wish I would have thought that up uh -huh. myself. But I use it all the time. Yeah. Um, because fear will be present. Period. When it's a when it's when it's a good choice for you and when it's a poor choice for you. So that's where you have to discern. So start thinking about, like, if I actually make this commitment with this person, is it like jumping into a pool of mud, like abort mission? Or is it like jumping into a big, beautiful pool? You just got to get through the fear first. Cool. That's a that's a good analogy or a visualization to have yeah. with a lot of decisions in life. I think so. I really love that one. And then finally, the fifth thing that you can kind of ask yourself, and, and I've mentioned this, I mentioned this just a little earlier, and I believe in some possible, in some other pods, is I always ask myself, what is the fastest avenue to peace? Or, I, I word it two different ways. What is the fastest avenue to peace? And what is the fastest avenue to no regrets? I wish I had a notepad for this session. Well, sure fortunately, it's on record. <laughs> That's true. I've got a podcast I can go back and listen to. So, are you saying that I'm teaching you a thing or two, baby? Oh, you always teach me something, babe. Oh my God, I love that. Absolutely. I really love that. I think that's really awesome because I, I learn from you constantly. Well, we're both, you know, for lack of a better word, gurus in our own fields. You know, you know I, no offense, but I hate that word. I, well, whatever word you want to put in there. You know what I always say? What? I always say, I'm just a girl who's figured some shit out <laughs> and I want to share it. All right. And I definitely don't have it all figured out. And I'm still learning. I'm still on that journey. Absolutely. But I feel really compelled to share it with people. You know, like if, if I can, like, you know, like I've said before, we don't get a manual on how to handle relationships or how to communicate effectively. We learn about algebra. Yeah, that's true. I say the same thing to my clients. There's no manual for our body. We have to, you know, we're a complex mix of all kinds of things. Yep. Yep. So what I mean by when I say what is the fastest avenue to, to peace or the fastest avenue to no regrets, um, it's another way to check in with yourself. So, and they're, they're both kind of, they're slightly different from one another. So if we say what's the fastest avenue to no regrets, if you look at this commitment and you go, you know, if I walk away from this, I will always regret it, then that's, that's pretty telling. Right? That's such a hard thing to decide during the in the moment. It is. Hindsight's 2020, you know. It uh, that's true, but um I'll give an example. Like I had a situation where I was terrified to uh go up for a job interview. But intuitively I knew 
that if I didn't at least see if I was eligible to interview, I'd be really regretful. I'd always wonder like, would you have been eligible? Would it, mm. would you have been able to interview? What interview was that? Oh, it was years ago with Mac. Oh, it was, oh. A, it was the very first uh, training position. Gotcha. And uh, and so I, I I was scared to death to actually take the jump, but it really was jumping into a pool versus right. like mud. And so I asked the powers that be, you know, I really would like to interview. And they then came back and said, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, you haven't done all the jump through all the pro- proper hoops, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to let you interview at this time, but we definitely want to see you in the future. La, la, la. So but I had so much peace because I felt like I did everything in my power. You did everything on your part. Yeah. So I good. wasn't walking around going like, man, what would that have been like if I actually just saw if I could interview or just spoke up a little bit. So the same thing for you in your relationship. If you walk away, do you have enough information now to say, you're like, no, I'm really at peace with what I did or didn't do in this relationship? Or do you need to handle some shit first before you can walk away peacefully? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I have a personal belief that uh, regret is one of the worst human emotions that we have. Really? I really think so. I More think so it, than fear. I do. I think it plagues us. Yeah. Um, I really do. I mean, it's probably up there with fear, probably quite tandem. Um, and because it is such a mind fuck. So regret is what happens when you don't jump through fear. It, yeah, right? sure. Yeah, I like it. And it's so I always think, how can I live my life with the information that I have now? And that's really key. That's a very key footnote because we don't know if the relationship's going to work out or whatever, but we need to know that we did our part, that we played a big enough game and maybe we fell on our face, but at least we know we tried. At least we gave it a valiant effort. At least we worked through our own shit. At least we said what we needed. You know, all of that. I'm always pointing people to that. Like, how do you need to show up so that if you close the door, you're not always wondering, "Mm, what if, what if, what if? Right, right. That's good. And then the fastest avenue to peace. Um, the reason why I use that one, so you can you know pick and choose whatever resonates the most with you. But the reason I use that one is I think um, a lot of times we will like let's say somebody really wants you to commit to being exclusive, and um, you just keep avoiding the conversation because you're not sure, you're not sure, you're not sure. What would give you the most peace? Probably just telling them, articulating. I don't know. I'm still in a place where I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need a little more time. That honesty is really hard to come by. I know it's a, it's something to flex. It's a muscle to flex. Absolutely. Um, we can make our jobs way easier if we just speak our truth. Like we spend so much time avoiding saying what is really going on for us. Why do we do that so much? I think, uh, gosh, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think a lot of it, I mean, Freudian, is yeah. a lot of it is from your past and your, you know, uh, youth. I think a lot of it is society and how we're conditioned to behave. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, our society typically tells us to bend over backwards for others. Like we're really always kind of taught like, oh, well, that is not ladylike. Or you don't want to offend people. Or that's or... not politically correct. And it's like for all these other people. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, Yeah. You know, and that's kind of an anomaly to me still. So I don't want to get into that too much. Yeah, sorry, it's slightly off topic. No, but it's true. You know, it just sucks. But we will see a problem in our in our path, 
And instead of just charging right through it, we will, it's like a big boulder. Instead of just like pounding it with an explosive and going right through, we're like, hmm, maybe if I build a bridge over here, maybe if I go buy a car and try to drive around this way, maybe if I try to climb it, all these things that take way fucking longer mm-hmm. than if we just blow that shit up and go right through it. Path to peace. Yeah. So, um, so there you go. There are five different questions to kind of tap in, ask yourself, like, what is really going on with this commitment issue? Um, and, and again, give yourself that human hall pass if you need it. Whatever this brings up for you, whatever you realize, if you see that there's some stuff from, from past relationships or whatever that you really do want to surmount, you're normal. Okay? You are normal. Do not go into that spiral of beating yourself up. You're human. All right? And the, and the sooner you shed light on something that you want to change, congratulations, you are on the first step to creating a brand new reality. Right. It's the, one of the most powerful places to be because the only way to go now is change, which is so awesome, which it means your current reality doesn't have to stay the same. It's so, so fucking dope. I'll so, make you a better partner too. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely. You and I have always said that, that one of the reasons why we're so good together is because we love who we are by ourselves. Right. And we grow completely independently and we're better together because of it. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that in another pod too, I'm sure. It's another pod. Another potty. <laughs> another potty break. <laughs> <laughs> We've been calling them potty breaks when we have to stop the pod for a second. <laughs> Oh, Smith humor. Oh, Smith. Oh, those fucking Smiths. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, I think that's about it today. And uh, again, like always, leave us your comments uh, on the blog. And, and uh, we would love to hear from you. And um, again, you can hang out and give us show ideas and let us know there as well if there's anything you want elaboration on or or what have you. So, Don't forget to go to uh, your website and get your freebies. Oh, that's Tons right. Tons yep. of freebie stuff. Yeah, I recently redid um, my my freebies for everybody. Little, uh, website makeover. I did. I did a little facelift, as I like to call it. Right. Very OC, very Orange County. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so when I did that, I created a brand new like arsenal of things for you guys to have, completely free of charge. You just you, you'll see it right on the front page at thejoyjunkie.com. And um, yeah, free audios, ebooks, a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, swing by the site, get your freebies, and um, we'll definitely see you next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs>